This podcast is part of the Deluxe Edition Network. To find other great shows on the network, head over to deluxeeditionnetwork.com. That's deluxeeditionnetwork.com. Honor the victims, celebrate the heroes. That's Genius Book Publishing's approach to true crime. Covering some of the most important cases in crime worldwide, our books never glorify the killers. From the Melissa Witt case all the way to the Golden State Killer and the Zodiac, if you're looking for solid, meticulously researched, thrilling true crime, look no further than Genius Book Publishing's catalog of titles. Visit GeniusTrueCrime.com for the best true crime books available. Also available on Amazon, Kobo, Barnes & Noble, and iTunes. Hi, I'm Alicia Lockhart. And I'm LaDonna Humphrey. We're the co-hosts of the Deep Dark Secrets podcast. We have some really exciting news to share with you. This May, we're headed to True Crime Fest Northwest Arkansas. That's right, I'm so excited. True Crime Fest Northwest Arkansas is happening on May 20th in Rogers, Arkansas. And we're going to be joining podcasters like Katherine Townsend, Crawl Space, and True Crime Garage, and others to share stories of the missing and murdered, and to reflect on the heroes that are fighting to bring awareness to victims across the United States. True Crime Fest Northwest Arkansas promises to be an exciting event that supports a great cause. All the ticket sales benefit All the Lost Girls, which is a nonprofit founded in honor of Melissa Witt. We hope you'll make plans to come see us and all of the other amazing advocates that are fighting for justice. For more information and to get your tickets, visit allthelostgirls.org. We'll see you there at True Crime Fest. I'm LaDonna Humphrey. And I'm Alicia Lockhart. Welcome to Deep Dark Secrets, the podcast that shines a light in some very dark places. I just want to say thank you to everyone today for your willingness to grow with us as a podcast. We explore all these different angles that have to do with death fetish. And some of our episodes were exposing producers, some of them were exposing forum members, or going over disgusting chat logs. Sometimes we're covering cases that are solved that are related to death fetish. Sometimes we're covering cases that we suspect are linked to death fetish. And then other times some of the cases link right back into the death fetish community where we can even trace them to specific forums. But other times they don't. Sometimes we're talking about notorious serial killers who we can look at and say, wow, that guy totally had a death fetish. But we're really just trying to cover all the bases here. And we're really thankful to have an audience that lets us um, experiment because this is a really big, important topic. And we're ultimately here to get some law changes that will ensure people's safety in the future. Model safety. Women's safety. There's just so many aspects to our podcast. 
Today's episode is another kind of experimental episode because we're going to be talking today about a celebrity who appears to be a death fetisher, a cannibal specifically. That's right. And his name is Army Hammer. And he's an actor from a very wealthy family. He's been in Gossip Girl and The Social Network, to name just a few things. And Army became shook in January of 2021 when a brave, badass woman spoke out against him through social media. We're all about brave, badass women. woo In January of 2021, Army Hammer, who was 34 years old at the time, was accused by not just one, but by several women of rape, violence, and cannibalism. One woman came forward and shared her story of abuse by Army between 2016 and 2020. And there were half a dozen other women who responded to her and showed her proof of experiencing the same thing with Army, even around the same time frame. That is pretty scary. It is. It's telling. I just love it when women get together and start comparing notes. Yeah, me too. That's so powerful. That's how you take these death fetish predators down. It's like you've got to get together. You've got to educate each other. So this is happening to ARMY and these people are coming forward and sharing all this information. And this was really shady because ARMY Hammer was married during those years that he was accused of abuse. And he was married to a woman named Elizabeth Chambers. And not only was he married, they had two small children together. Oh, no. Yeah. And Elizabeth filed for divorce in July 2020. And it seems to be that she was able to keep the kids away from him for a time. So he had already gotten divorced by the time the allegations started to surface. But the time frame of the allegations indicates that he was cheating on his wife many years before the divorce. And Army Hammer had this picture-perfect marriage with adorable little children. And his wife, Elizabeth, often gushed, you know, on social media about how they were absolutely the best of friends. She had no idea that this was going on. I mean, it's really sad to realize that Army had these deep, dark secrets and that he was attempting to act them out with several women. Some of the women who made allegations chose to remain anonymous, but others spoke out and revealed their real identities. And the first woman the first brave woman to come forward, her name was Effie. Army Hammer, of course, denied that any of the screenshots that were produced during this time were legitimate. But the LAPD opened up a case against him. So I think we're going to let a court decide what's true and what's not, right? We're not going to listen to Army. They showed up with their receipts and reasons, Army. Let's see what a judge has to say, right? Yeah, I was going to say, we'll see about that, Army. That's right. But I just want to go ahead and say that After everything we know about death fetish predators, Army Hammer, in my opinion, seems like he might be one. That's how it's looking to me, too. All signs point to death fetish. That's where this is headed. And each of the women expressed that Army Hammer wanted a sex slave or perhaps even multiple caged, Alicia, caged sex slaves. Army wanted to own these women and was constantly texting them things to try to get them to prove that they were his and that they would allow him to do whatever he wanted to them. This is giving me chills. It reminds me of Graham Dwyer. LaDonna, do you remember how Graham Dwyer was texting Elaine O'Hara all the time before he murdered her? He was constantly harassing her through texts, 
trying to get her to prove that she was his property. That's exactly what it reminds me of. And there's a ton of messages from him that really illustrate that point. It also goes to illustrate just what a death fetish predator army hammer probably is and was. And I think we better just read some of them for the listeners. Okay. So here's one text message from him. And it says, a deer, I shot it, ran up. Pulled out a knife, cut the heart out, and ate it. Totally raw, still warm, and I didn't throw up. A friend of mine tried to take a bite, and he threw up immediately. But I took multiple bites, and I'll eat your heart if I wasn't stuck without you after. It's so gross, Alicia. It feels like he's bragging about this. I think he is. And I think what he's saying here is that he likes to eat raw hearts, and that he wants to eat this woman's heart. And he would do it if he wasn't going to be stuck without her after. He still wanted her around. Yeah, it's always a tough balance, you know. Should you eat somebody or keep them around for entertainment? It's a tough call. But anyways, I believe it was January 12th, 2021, that Effie created an account called House of Effie so that she could share her text messages from Army Hammer with the entire world. So she's sharing their chat log what they had been saying back and forth since they were having relations. She wanted everyone to see how disturbing Army had been with her. It was her receipts. Yes, it was. And Effie's story goes a little like this. So in 2016, Effie was 20 years old. She met Army Hammer on Facebook and she fell in love with him immediately. The relationship was hot and heavy And it existed mostly through texting and a few other forms of messaging. And it did escalate to them finally meeting up in person and having physical relations as well to these kind of sexting conversations that they were having. In their conversations, they did speak of fetishes. They spoke of master and slave relationships, things like that, pretty frequently. He was open about wanting that. And she was like, hey, I think I could do that for you. So there was nothing too scary in the beginning, but definitely some fetish talking in general. Wow, that's how it begins. The slow decline into the world of death fetish. In 2017, they end up having an in-person experience that really impacted Effie. So she and Army were together in Los Angeles, and he's definitely got his hooks in her by this point. They've been going at this for like a year, and she's visiting him in person in L.A. And Effie says that during this visit, she was allegedly violently raped and physically abused for four hours straight. That's awful. Effie says that she thought that Army was going to kill her during this experience, She said the army bashed her head into the wall and bruised her face. And she's even gone on the record with a lawyer to give a public testimony, like a televised testimony about her experience with Army Hammer. So I'm going to play a little bit of that audio so everyone could hear that. I just want everyone to hear the emotion. Effie is like sobbing as she explains what Army Hammer has done to her. It is heartbreaking and very compelling. I met Army Hammer on Facebook in 2016 when I was 20 years old. I fell in love with him instantly. 
the relationship progressed rapidly and the emotions from both sides became really intense. Looking back, it is now clear to me who was employing manipulation tactics in order to exert control over me until I started to lose myself. He would often test my devotion to him, slightly removing and crossing my boundaries as he became increasingly more violent. He abused me mentally, emotionally, and sexually. <laughs> On April 24th, 2017, Army Hammer violently raped me for over four hours in Los Angeles, during which he repeatedly slapped my head against a wall, bruising my face. He also committed other acts of violence against me, to which I did not consent. For example, he beat my feet with a crop, so they would hurt whatever step I took for the next week. During those four hours, I tried to get away, but he wouldn't let me. I thought that he was going to kill me. He then left with no concern for my well-being. I was completely in shock, and I couldn't believe this. What I loved did that to me. I tried so hard to justify his actions, even to the point of responding to him in a way that did not reflect my true feelings. During and since this attack, I have lived in fear of him. And for a long time, I tried to dismiss his actions towards me as a twisted form of love. Now that he no longer has any power over me, I have come to understand that the immense mental hold he held over me was incredibly damaging on many levels. His abuse traumatized me to the point where for months, I wasn't able to stop crying. I couldn't sleep or I'd have night terrors. I was constantly emotionally distressed and I lost interest in living. I couldn't comprehend and overcome what he had done to me. Over the years since the assault, on many occasions, the invasive flashbacks were so exc excruciating that they made me feel there was no way out but to take my own life. I just wanted the pain to stop. <laughs> my hope in speaking out about the abuse I endured at the hands of Army Hammer is that he will be held accountable. I feel immense guilt for not speaking out sooner because I feel that I might have been able to save others from becoming victims. By speaking out today, I hope to prevent others from falling victim to him in the future. I want other survivors of sexual assault around the world to feel empowered and know that they are heard, believed, understood, and loved. So sad. It's really hard to listen to but I just wanted to play that clip so that everyone could hear Effie say it herself. I truly believe this woman is telling the truth. I believe her too. I mean, this is really, really scary shit, but I absolutely stand with her. I believe her. I do too. And she had to come out with this information. She makes this account and she's sharing her story and she's just not shy at all about showing all these screenshots of the messages from ARMY and he had been sending her these messages just glorifying fetish violence. One of them even said, I need to drink your blood. There's another one that says, I am 100% cannibal. I'm going to finish, <laughs> you know, thinking of breaking your bones. Talk to me. Text me about breaking your bones while raping you. This guy is sick. 
It's horrific. Another one says, I'm going to cut a piece of your skin off and make you cook it for me. Here's another one. If you're in a vegetative state, I'd keep you, feed you, wash you, and keep you. This guy is disturbed, Alicia. I mean, mentally disturbed. In my opinion, he's... These are not normal. Like, this is not normal master and slave conversation in the slightest. Not at all. You were able to verbalize what I can't. I'm just so shocked at how horrible this is. These are not normal fetish conversations. This is beyond normal. This is breaking your bones, eating your skin, drinking your blood. And he even calls it as it is. He calls himself a cannibal, a hundred percent cannibal. He sounds like a cannibal, that's for sure. This, to me, I put my little expert goggles on and I'm like, I have never seen anything that looks so much like a death fetish predator. It is my opinion that Army Hammer is a card-carrying member of the death fetish community. I agree, I second that. And Effie, oh my goodness, so courageous. She was the first one. She stood up and went public with all this information. She wanted to warn other women in the world about Army Hammer. And I don't even think she knew at the time that there were several other women who had also been victimized. But just a day later, just 24 hours after she put these screenshots up of their conversations, things started happening. Army Hammer voluntarily exited the movie that he was filming then. He was in a J-Lo movie. I think it was called Shotgun Wedding. And he didn't even wait for them to cancel him. He just said, I'll go ahead and leave. Peace out, guys. I've been caught here. I mean, I just, I'm making that up. He didn't say that, but that's what it feels like to me. Yeah, and he does make a statement. He says, quote, I'm not responding to these bullshit claims, but in light of the vicious online attacks against me, I cannot, in good conscience, leave my children for four months to shoot a film in the Dominican Republic. So he's saying this to a publication called Variety. And then he also says that Lionsgate is supporting him in this and that he's grateful to them. And I just think it's so funny that he's using his children as a shield. So it was okay to leave the children to film before. But now that people are talking about him being a cannibal, he doesn't want to leave his kids anymore. That's mighty interesting. Oh, Army, your thinking here is a bit twisted. As it always does in these types of stories, Alicia, it gets worse. Okay. On January 14th, 2021, a woman named Courtney, she's an app founder made herself known as a woman who had dated Army Hammer in 2020 from June to October. She says that during that time, she was emotionally abused, sexually coerced, and made to feel unsafe. She is also quoted as saying, He wanted to barbecue and eat me. He likes the idea of skin in his teeth. Ew. Yes, that is nasty. Courtney then alleged that Army told her he wanted to, quote, break and eat her ribs. She also shared that he had said, I want to take a bite out of you, and that there was a time where she had a cut on her hand, and he said, I want to suck it. I want to lick it. That's like, ew, gross. Courtney then alleged that she felt that she had been groomed by Army. 
That's pretty interesting because we talk about grooming all the time when it comes to fetishers. And if Army is a fetisher, and in our opinion, he may be, I love that Courtney was brave enough to use the word groomed because that does sound like that's what's happening. Yes. I just want to jump in here too and say that you might be listening to this and you're hearing that a guy is telling his girlfriend that he wants to barbecue and eat her, that he wants to break her ribs. And I think a lot of people, probably a lot of our listeners are saying, why in the world would this woman continue to date this freak? I mean, it's hard not to ask that question. And here's the answer to it. She was being groomed. That's exactly the answer. And she was traumatized. She does go on to share, Alicia, that she went to a 30-day intensive therapy course specifically for trauma and PTSD after they broke up in October. I'm so happy that she had access to that because it sounds like she really needed it. Right. Yeah, she did. I was going to say. So it was pretty clear that she needed this and she recognized that she had been traumatized and brainwashed and all of those things that go along with grooming. And I think what's interesting here is that I start talking to you about Courtney, you know, and I'm explaining to the listeners about everything that she said and these allegations. But the truth is that Courtney's allegations were some of the more timid claims, shockingly. So it did get worse, but this was more mild compared to some other things that we're going to see from Army Hammer. Well, yeah, even what he said to Effie is more intense than what he was saying to Courtney. It sounds like he wasn't with Courtney for a super long time, so maybe he just didn't get as far into it as he would have liked to with her. Because that is similar to what we see with death fetish producers and their models. They just groom people. They just inch you along. It really is grooming. It really, really is. They just give their models little bite-sized requests, just these small tasks, and they speak about them as if they're normal when it really is not. That's right. It's a process and it never ends well. Courtney and Effie are not the only people who were willing to publicly speak about this. On January 25th, 2021, another woman comes forward. Her name is Paige, and she shares the nitty-gritty about her experience with Army. She dated him when she was 22 years old. When they first started dating, they were just doing some knife play. Army liked to cut off her clothing and her undergarments and would use the knife on himself during their sexual activities. This is what Paige tells everybody about her experience with him. And she says that he escalated into using a hot branding iron on her skin. He would bruise her and carve her skin with knives. He did wind up carving an A into her skin, like an A for Army, his initial. I'm speechless and I... I just want to take a moment here to say, let's back up a minute. And the young ladies that may be listening, if a guy wants to start out with knife play and he's cutting off your clothing and your undergarments and that makes you the least bit uncomfortable and you don't want to play along like that, you don't have to. You can say no. I don't care if he is a celebrity. If that is not something that you want to participate in and no judgment if that is, you know, maybe she did. I don't know. But it's okay to walk away, and you should, because these things always escalate, and sometimes it turns into murder. Yeah, things can get out of hand pretty easily, and Paige says that Army would even lick her wounds after he had created them on her body. 
it's hard not to wonder if he was thinking in a cannibal way when he was cutting her open and then tasting her. It's just hard not to think of some of the other things that he said to the other women that were very cannibalistic. It's like, wow, this is all adding up to something very sinister. So Paige, at this point, must have been in too deep, already attached, because she did continue the relationship with Army. And Paige says that Army told her that he wanted everyone to see her bruises. He wanted everyone to see the branding, the cuts, the wounds, because he thought that people would understand then that Paige belonged to him. And Paige said that this request did make her uncomfortable. She actually didn't want people to see her all bruised up and cut up and branded. She said that it made her feel very embarrassed. I would be embarrassed and scared. Exactly. Paige wasn't comfortable in the slightest, but I think you really had it on the button there, LaDonna, when you mentioned that she may have been doing this because he was famous, um, going along with it because he was a celebrity. I think that does come with a certain amount of weight. Paige probably wanted to impress this rich, famous, handsome man. She must have been very excited that she'd caught the attention of somebody powerful like this. It, it probably made her feel really special. And at the end of the day, that's what most of us are looking for. We just want a relationship that makes us feel special. And so it's really sad to me that Paige thought she had found that here with Army Hammer and was willing to endure these horrific acts to keep the connection going. Army's a good looking guy. There's no doubt about that. I mean, I'm sure women swoon and he he was able to get whoever he wanted. And maybe that combined with the fame made it hard for someone that was 22 years old to walk away from that. And I think the other thing that I would add is that a lot of times these young girls that get involved come from situations, you know, they're young, they're 18, 19, 20, 21, whatever. They don't have a lot of experience or any experience at all sexually or in relationships. And so maybe they haven't had what's a healthy relationship modeled to them. Maybe they don't know. And so it can be confusing, I think, getting involved with somebody that has so much fame or power or control, or maybe they're older than you, because you might think that this is normal. It's easy to get brainwashed into those types of situations, and we see it every day. For sure. I think it's super easy to make a mistake like that. I have a lot of compassion for Paige in this situation. It must have been terribly hard for her, especially if she had feelings for him. And in addition to all this, Army loved to take nude photos of Paige. He would tie her up during their intimate time together and take photos of her being tied up and bound. And she says that Army Hammer sent these photos to other people without her consent and that he was circulating the photos of her and him in their most intimate moments in the bedroom to a ton of people, guy friends. That should be a crime. I think it is a crime. I guess I should say that is a crime. That is wrong on so many levels. Yeah, that's actually a rampant crime on the dark web. There's people on the dark web selling photos like that. And they're not even celebrities. And they get charged for that at times. So there's a lot of accusations going on here from Paige towards Army Hammer and from other women towards Army Hammer. 
So if Army did these things to women, he does deserve to be punished for them. I agree. We also can't go any further without talking about some of the messages that Paige received from Army Hammer. One message says, I want to slit your wrists and use the blood as lube. I want to cut a piece of your skin off. So here he is again, just being a total cannibal with anybody who's willing to entertain the idea, it sounds like. And he's either serious about it or there's some other deeper issues going on. I don't know. I mean, if this is all true, this is scary, scary, scary stuff. It's terrifying. And Paige became pretty vocal about this as well. She went ahead and did an interview with a publication called The Sun. And she told them that Army had, and of course, this is allegedly, but Paige says that Army had mannequins he kept in his basement and that they were there specifically for him to practice on. He would use them to practice tying up women. And he even divulged to Paige that he wanted to strangle his dog to death. So Paige is on the record saying this is what she saw heard and experienced during her time dating Army Hammer. Wow. Paige also claims that Army Hammer was obsessed with meat, bones, and veins. She goes on to say that she felt very unsafe in her relationship with him and that a lot of the things that she saw and heard and experienced made her super sick to her stomach. So... According to Paige, she is saying that she had quite a traumatic experience being a part of Army Hammer's life. Wow, that's heavy stuff. As you're saying all this stuff, Alicia, I'm just hearing all these horrible things that this guy allegedly did and started thinking about a nickname for Army. Uh-oh, nickname's coming on. Let's hear it. Harmy. <laughs> Army Hammer. It's perfect. I think that... uh I'm going to start calling him Old Harmy. So while all these deep, dark secrets were seeking the light, and there were many of them that were coming out, another one popped up. And this time, it was a secret Instagram account of good old Army Hammer himself, and it was called El Destructo 86. And Alicia, there were so many questionable images of women in sexual situations that included bondage imagery drug photos, and just really, really dark and heavy stuff. It's his secret Instagram account where he's showing his true personality. That is exactly, I think, what he was doing. And, and that all started this downward spiral for ARMY. And on January 28, 2021, he was dropped by Paramount and the Godfather spinoff. So he's losing these opportunities that he had. He needed to. He should not be a part of those things if he is, in fact, wanting to harm women in real life. On February 3rd, 2021, the LAPD opened up a sexual assault investigation into Army Hammer. They were taking these allegations very seriously. And even though he had not been charged with any crimes, Greg Risling, a spokesman for the L.A. County District Attorney's Office, told Page Six that a specially assigned prosecutor is working with law enforcement as they continue their investigation. He's also quoted as saying, once law enforcement have completed their investigation and submits the case to our office, we're going to conduct an evaluation and file criminal charges that are supported by the evidence. I'm so glad they made a public statement about that because these women are coming forward 
And people are wanting to know what is being done about this. The public needed this sort of an update. I think so, too. And I think it was just important for these women to say, I want to stop this from happening to somebody else and to band together the way they did. And I think law enforcement also saw how courageous that was because they're coming up against this guy who was, we've said it before, basically rich and famous. And that could be very scary. And on February 7th, 2021, he was dropped by his talent agency, which was WME. Things continued to spiral. In March of 2021, Vanity Fair put out an article that basically trashed the whole Hammer family. You know, Army, as I mentioned before, he comes from a super wealthy family. Apparently, that's not all. In 1955, his very own grandpa had killed someone over a gambling debt, but he got away with it because he claimed self-defense. So he's got a murderer in the family. That's right. And so... You know, these women were up against something pretty serious, but I think that just really kind of shows just how harrowing the situation was for them. He's super wealthy. He's already got murder in his family. It goes on and on and on. But it continues to get worse for Army because in March of 2021, I believe it was March 29th, he was dropped from the Million Dollar Spy. And then on April 2nd, 2021, he left the cast of a Broadway show called The Minutes. Wow, he's really losing all of his work. That's right. It's going bye-bye. And his career was just taking a nosedive. And he isn't able to make money. I'm not sure that he needed to. I mean, he's wealthy, but, you know, he's not able to make more money. He has a sexual assault case that's on the horizon. And so Army did what you might imagine he would, and he lawyered up. And his attorney, his name is Andrew Brettler, released a statement trying to make Effie look like the bad guy. And that makes me so effing mad. Sorry for the play on words, but the statement says, Effie's own correspondence with Mr. Hammer undermines and refutes her outrageous allegations. As recently as July 18th, 2020, Effie sent graphic texts to Mr. Hammer telling him what she wanted him to do to her. Mr. Hammer responded by making it clear that he did not want to maintain that type of relationship with her. It was never Mr. Hammer's intention to embarrass or expose Effie's fetishes or kinky sexual desires. But she has now escalated this matter to another level by hiring a civil lawyer to host a public press conference. With the truth on his side, Mr. Hammer welcomes the opportunity to set the record straight. He goes on and says, from day one, Mr. Hammer has maintained that all of his interactions with Effie and every other sexual partner of his, for that matter, have been completely consensual, discussed and agreed upon in advance, and mutually participatory. Effie's attention-seeking and ill-advised legal bid will only make it more difficult for real victims of sexual violence to get the justice they deserve. Oh, that is sick. That makes me angry that he's saying that it will make it hard for real victims to get justice. That is messed up. It is. It's really hard for me to imagine Effie reaching out to ARMY after that experience that she shared in the press release in 2017 when she says that she was raped. 
but we know that their relationship didn't end until 2020. So we know they were still talking. And so that's not really for us to judge. As we both said before, she could have been groomed. She could have feared for her life. Um, She may have thought that he would just kill her if she left him. There's all sorts of reasons why she may have stayed. People who are in abusive situations historically do have a hard time leaving. And they've just become so insecure, so beaten down and emotionally dependent on their abusers. It's really not an easy road to get out of an abusive relationship. And I don't think that we have the right to judge her for what was still being said back and forth when they were in a relationship still. I completely agree with you. And we don't know how much the legal defense of ARMY Hammer is taking some of that out of context. We just don't know. We weren't there. We haven't seen all of the text messages. We don't know. We've seen enough, though. If those messages that Effie released are real and true, which I'm going to take a guess that they are, then I've seen all I need to see. I've seen enough to know that is not somebody that anyone should be dating. You would not want your daughter, your sister, your friend to date somebody that is fantasizing about cannibalism. Well, I said it before. I'll say it again. I stand with Effie. I do, too. And even though Army continues to deny these allegations, he is definitely at this point rethinking his whole approach on life because on May 21st, 2021, Army did put himself in a treatment facility for addiction to drugs, alcohol, and sex. Well, that says a lot. That speaks volumes right there. Yeah, if it's all consensual and there's no problems, why would you need to go get treatment? Well, and I hope that that's legitimate, but I do know that One of the tricks in the old defense toolbox when you hire an attorney is that sometimes when you have these kind of allegations that come out into the public, they often recommend that their client go and immediately put themselves into a treatment facility. Sometimes it is to address that there could be some real issues. Sometimes that is to address the issues and to gain maybe some public sympathy and support. And sometimes it's just smoke and mirrors. So. You, you just, you have to take it for what it's worth. We don't know for sure. I'm not accusing anybody of any kind of wrongdoing. I just think that that's interesting that he immediately put himself in the treatment facility. I wonder how legitimate it is. Well, he ended up staying there until December 12th and then left. So he was in that treatment facility for seven months. Then in July 2022, he was reported to be working as a concierge at a Cayman Islands Resort, and he was selling timeshares there. So it's kind of been speculated that he has no money now and that he needs to make money in some way to help support his children. We know he has this wealthy family, and it makes me wonder if maybe they cut him off. Maybe they're done with ARMY. It's interesting to think about. I've seen these pictures of him selling the timeshares too. He just looks like an average Joe now. He does. And now I'm thinking too, the fact that he was in this rehab facility for seven months, that is significant. And that does sort of lean towards maybe there are significant issues that he has. Because typically, if you're going to a treatment facility just for public sympathy or trying to appease people, you're only going to be there a few weeks or maybe a month. But seven months, I mean, that could indicate that there are some serious issues there. And I think that that almost kind of 
helps to back up Effie's claims, in my opinion. That's some food for thought. So we're recording this a few months into the year 2023, and I can really find no reports of a resolution about this sexual assault investigation. So I can only assume that this is still being investigated and they haven't concluded anything yet. I need to do some more research. The last thing that I saw were some photos that were released of him fairly recently, and he had some tattoos that the media were reporting on. They were a variety of like triangle tattoos. I didn't spend a lot of time on it, but I did see that briefly. Hmm. I wonder what that means to him. I know. I immediately wondered, is that some sort of death fetish symbol? You know, of course, I took a note to go back and look at it. So I will. If there's anything there, I'll let you know. So there's this documentary, Alicia, called House of Hammer about the whole Hammer family that covers some of these allegations. And I think it's fascinating. Army's aunt, Casey Hammer, appears in the House of Hammer. I'm saying Hammer so many times here. It's Hammer time! <laughs> Sorry. Goodness gracious. In all seriousness, in this documentary, she says she was not, and I quote, surprised or shocked when the allegations came out about Army. This is his aunt. She also said, you don't just wake up one day and become a monster. Preach it, Casey Hammer. She's right. You don't just wake up one day and become a monster. She wow. goes, yeah, it's amazing. She goes on to say, it's a learned behavior. And again, that's why I wasn't shocked by a lot of what was happening. I find that fascinating because she says it's a learned behavior. That makes me wonder who else in their family has similar sexual preferences. I'm going to say it again for the people in the back that maybe didn't hear it the first time. Casey Hammer, Army Hammer's aunt, said, it's a learned behavior. And again, that's why I wasn't shocked by a lot of what was happening. So even his family seemed to know about his deep, dark fantasies. I think that that's almost also a slip up of maybe things in their family that haven't come out yet that he's learned this behavior from somebody else and i just think all of it's just wild crazy bullshit and it really really concerns me it concerns me too and i have to wonder if army hammer is on the forums that were in undercover i can't say that we have found him there i wish that i could but he definitely checks all the death fetish predator boxes, in my opinion. So it really would not surprise me if he was in some of these death fetish forums. LaDonna, wasn't there somebody that we thought was famous in there because they were talking about uh, what they would do with all the files on their computer if they died? Weren't they talking about how all of this information would come out in the news when they died? Yes, there were a couple of people that have sort of indicated that they might be rich and famous. And so I automatically wonder, was that Army Hammer? It could be. I wonder how many rich and famous people are in the death fetish forums. I feel like Marilyn Manson is probably in there. Oh, I think so, too. It would be fascinating to find out. I'm not sure how we could, but I'll keep poking <laughs> around in the forums and see if we can link any of the screen names to someone famous, that would be really, really, really interesting to know. So listeners, stay tuned. Maybe we'll be able to find Marilyn Manson, Army Hammer, or God knows who else in those forums. 
If you're listening right now and you think you might know a famous person, a celebrity that you think is a death fetish predator, please reach out to us through our website, deepdarksecretspodcast.com. There's a little contact form on the site and we love to get messages from our listeners. So send us a message if you have a little tidbit for us. We're thankful for the tidbits. We're thankful to everyone who has written us and given us any sort of intel. We're just so happy for all the support that we get from our listeners. Thank you so much. We are doing everything that we can to bring awareness to the public about death fetish forums and how dangerous death fetish fantasies are to the public, especially to women. It's a scary, scary thing, and we fully intend to take this to the federal level and get some law changes made. So if you have a moment, please go to our website, deepdarksecretspodcast.com and click on the advocacy link at the top of the page. Scroll down to the middle of the page where you can see our petition and go ahead and click on that petition and sign it for us if you haven't already. It would mean the world to us and would really help us along on our quest to rid the world of death fetish. That's right. And thank you again so much for listening today. I just love to see how our audience base is growing. We have almost reached 20,000 downloads. I'm so proud of that. That means that the message is getting out and maybe we can keep the next girl safe from falling into the hands of a death fetish predator. Stay safe out there, guys. And remember, keep your lights on. For exclusive content from this episode and all other episodes, head on over to our Patreon patreon.com backslash deep dark secrets sign up and you'll be able to see some visuals that accompany each episode